everybody, it's Dave and Jeff. It is May 10th, 2021. What have you been up to? <laughs> what have you been up to? Ah, damn. Want to uh, start where the show ended last week? Well, yeah. Uh, you know what's so weird about the the whole day, Dave on Wednesday, I think I had said at some point during the show that it had been insanely busy for my team at Upper Deck. Like, so crazy busy for the last six if not seven months yeah and finally on wednesday our our team got caught up and we took uh about half hour i pulled all the guys into a meeting room because we had production numbers i wrote them all up on the board and i was able to talk about what every guy on the team means to me and what they mean to their teammates cool and it was great hoop and hollering the whole thing then we, I come down here, and we did the show, The Pocket Urn. Yeah. The Pocket Urn. We talked about the guy with the extender. Yeah. And I don't know why, but that show struck me incredibly funny. And so I leave here uh, Wednesday night, and I remember, Dave, I, I get out of here and I take the 125 north to the 54 to the 5 to get back up to PB. And I remember thinking, like, on the 125 as I'm getting ready to make that transition, I'm like, dude, this might be the most at peace you've been in wow. your life in the last seven months. Like, this is really great. <clears throat> get on the 54. I'm heading west. And I then remember thinking, like, I got Spotify on. It's just cool music that my kids and I had put together. It's closing in on 10 o'clock, and there's no traffic. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I remember thinking, well, that's kind of weird for Cinco de Mayo because we're here Wednesday nights. So I'll make that drive home, and there's traffic on a Sunday night. But at 940 on this particular Wednesday night, now there's really nothing. Yeah. About 200 yards, 100 yards up on my left is a guy driving um, what looks like maybe a Chevy Tahoe, Ford Bronco, right? Old school. Yeah. And it just kind of stands out because anybody who drives and you're used to seeing the Camrys, the Corollas, the Accords, right? The, the CRVs. When you see an old school kind of Bronco Tahoe, those kind of cars, you don't see many of those yeah. anymore. And he's just doing his thing, and I'm doing my thing. And again, it's just like, man, this is a pretty mellow night. <laughs> and shit, don't ever think that when you're driving. Because at that point, he comes across every lane. So I'm, best of my knowledge, I'm either in the, the second lane or the slow lane because I'm just half a mile from the transition to the five north to the point that I am at the point of the freeway where it's now painted on the road five north. Yeah. This dude starts cutting across and now his cut in front of me, but he did it in a manner where I was like, there's got to be something in the road. You know, like you've seen guys that yeah. swerve to avoid things. So as he's coming across and now he's in front of me, my mindset is, and this sounds really funny, but you see guys in NASCAR and accidents all the time, and they'll go up to the wall. Yeah. And if you just kind of drift behind the main guy, 
you can both escape any of the debris. He's 40 yards ahead of me. So I'm doing that. He's going up and I go around him and I start to see to my left that the entire freeway is covered in what looks like couch stuffing. Oh, wow. You guys know, right? Anybody who's had a puppy and they've shredded (laughs) a, uh, a couch cushion, that white stuffing. But it was insane, Dave, because the amount of it covered the entire uh, from north to south on the 54. Like, I go, what, fucking 40 couches? <laughs> um, so I'm now behind this dude, and we're kind of now in the shoulder. We're in the shoulder, but we are avoiding the debris when all of a sudden the guy in front of me in that Tahoe spins out of control. Okay. So he now goes out of control, does a 180 turn and is now probably 30 yards from me and coming right back directly at me and hit me head on at 70 miles an hour. Damn. So head on collision. So hold on. At what point did you realize we're going to crash? Like how much time did you have? As soon as he spins, I have nowhere to go. So as soon as he does the three point, he's coming right at me. If I go to the left, I'm right into the middle of what's ever in the freeway. And honestly, my thinking was if I go to the right, because I come westbound on the 54, anybody who comes west and looks to the north, you know you have that chain link fence, and then you've got about a 30-foot drop. Yeah. And my thinking was in the moment, if I go to the right, I'm going down a ditch. And so it's shit, man. I mean, it's 70 miles an hour and it's 30 yards. It's you got two seconds. I'll tell you in the moment, I go, fuck, roll credits, I'm dead right now. Really? Yeah, I thought right then. I go, this is it. And that's not said for effect. Yeah. Like, I've literally, I was like, oh, fuck. And I just started thinking, I was like, uh, I'd had a great conversation with my kids. Um, I had a great conversation with my friend Joe in Toronto. It was a great day at Upper Deck. The show had gone, and I was like, holy shit, this is it. I'm going to die right now. Like, wow. this is where it's ending. So he hits me, and both my airbags deploy. Okay. and Which is pretty wild. And then my car starts filling with smoke. So at that point, I'm thinking, shit, uh, is my car on fire? And that, to me, Dave, is one of the biggest fears I think all of us probably have yeah. is the idea of going that way. Right, like being trapped in a car uh, that that burns. So I can't get my door open, and there's smoke coming in. But I was able to reach over to the right, the passenger side. I was able to get open. So I'm able to get out the passenger side, and like I have friends that are doctors, but I've spent so much time with USA Boxing and combat sports. I was able to do just a quick kind of self-analysis to see like do i know where i am yeah i know i'm on the 54 i know i'm chula vista national city i know it's cinco de mayo i know my name i know where i've been so i'm like all right i don't think i'm concussed i don't remember hitting anything no lacerations anything like that but the gentleman who hit me ended up back out into the middle of the 54 and now gets hit again so another car hits him again yeah well he went he just went right out. I, I don't know what happened Yeah. because my airbags came out. All I know is that by the time I get out of my car, there's 
two cars that are in the middle of the 54, and one of them is the one that just hit me head on. So, um, look, you know, there, there are a bunch of different things that happen. A, I just want to say thank you. I, Jimmy Betancourt was great. The guys at the CHP, the guys at Coronado Fire, <laughs> right, or Chula Vista Fire, excuse me, were so amazing, Dave. They were so great. And, and I was just saying to those guys who stayed with me, right, I, I called my ex-wife. She came down to get me. And these guys, man, I'm telling you, these first responders, you and I have always been a big believer in those guys. And, Dave, there's two cars smashed in the middle of the 54. My car is smashed on the side, and people are still flying by us yeah. at like 70 miles an hour. Would have been me. <laughs> yeah, probably. I would have been one of those guys. Yeah. And so just to Chula Vista Fire runs me through 20 tests right there. Yeah. They're like, are you going to the emergency room? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to the emergency room. Do you need an ambulance? I said, no. My wife's coming. She'll take me. Great. We'll release you to her. CHP, insanely great. Right? I mean, they're they're checking on the other two cars. They're checking on me. Battery of tests. What do you need? Like, I just, it's low-hanging fruit to kick first responders or kick yeah. cops. They were so goddamn great. I just, I couldn't be more thankful. But this was the wildest thing of the night. As I'm standing there and I'm waiting on Vita to show up and I'm trying to get my bearings and my goddamn, my left arm, I thought I broke my collarbone. Um, a kind of like an SUV pulls up, middle-aged Latino woman and a son probably a little older than my son, so I'd say like 15. And she just says, hey, how are you? Are you okay? Do you need anything? Do you need a ride? I said, no, I'm cool. My wife's on the way. I said, yeah, I got my bearings a little shook up as you can imagine she goes okay just chill out right make sure you do what the fire department chp tells you i go yeah i got it it's all cool and uh car drives about 20 yards up and it stops and next thing you know the son is running back at me and he's running back at me dave and he's got a cup from chick-fil-a and he said hey man my mom thought you could use this water more than she needs it Oh, and nice. like in the moment, like uh, you honestly don't understand how cool that gesture was, right? And so, uh, yeah, I spent the night at Kaiser, right? They're doing neurological tests, they're doing X-rays, they're doing CAT scans, they're doing all these things, the whole deal. And I had probably heard seventeen times because I ended up back in Kaiser yesterday for a, a flare-up issue, and they just were like, "Dude, people don't walk away from this shit." Like, they don't walk away. They either come here with broken bones, they either come here with a broken neck, or they come here in a bag. So somebody's looking out for you. And I was like, yeah. Like, the sad thing is, whether it was Erica or Cheech or Nicole or Jake or whoever else, I'm like, yeah, unfortunately, I have too many people that that possibly could have been. But, yeah, over the weekend, right, like, we're joking. I said, all right, Glenn Geffner sent me a text, and uh, he goes, I have to think Palais is behind this. Always. I gave and you I, COVID. I said, he tried to murder me with COVID, <laughs> and I said, I have Jim Betancourt investigating to see if he threw a spike strip on the road, the whole thing. <laughs> and uh, it's funny, right? Like, my whole plan for tonight was to come in and to grind you, be like, all right, let's say 
it's end of the game on Wednesday. What show are you running right now? <laughs> but but you and I, like, what song do you open with? Well, it's funny that the day we stopped playing Give Me Shelter, look what yes, happened. Almost killed me. Yeah. So, uh, Bettencourt but reached to... out to me. He yeah. said to me, can you believe it? Two fucking cars on the road, a five-lane highway, and the guy's reflexes are that bad. <laughs> no, Jim didn't do that. Jim didn't do that. He didn't rip you, did he? No, me? dude. He was, he was so fucking great. <laughs> Jimmy reached out and got me all the information yeah. I needed. But... Uh, like the thing is, Dave, what what I have found a lot in the last five days is you and I come in here and we joke around and we do stupid shit like, okay, who would have been here? Yeah. Tell me the show we're doing right now. No, yes, right? Like Who's boring? Whole... Yeah. Yeah. yeah who, who do you not invite because they're boring? Right. The whole thing. <laughs> and it's into it until I was told a couple of times over the weekend from people that are incredibly important to me we don't find it funny oh really and i but go people don't think anything i don't see people no. don't think anything we do is funny no they don't no. like when you and i have this sense of humor they they love the show yeah they love you they love me they don't like the idea of yeah what would the tribute show have been I got and, it. and so it we've was, talked about this for years oh yeah we always say no tribute show i would it, do a tribute show they're like, what would you have done on Monday? I'm like, well, I'm going to go ask Dave right now. Like, who who would have been in this chair? Right? Who would you have brought in? Acosta I, would be the first guy. Oh, I okay. I can live with that. Yeah, I would have called Mike. Okay, that I could live with. Mud wouldn't have done it because he, even though he doesn't travel with the pods and it got rained out nah. today, he still wouldn't have come on. We don't need him. <laughs> he He's Mud's second month. He's not anywhere in the first month. No. I'd bring Woods in. Of he's, course. He's part of the group message. But he, he doesn't have to be in studio. He's no. a five-minute phoner. <laughs> by the way, by the way, let me say this about the Woods show. I, I was, right, because I'm fucking around, uh, right, because you and I find something. Like, I knew, okay, I was in the car. I was very aware of the fact that it was almost adios amigo Wednesday night. So I texted, I put something out because the only thing I had was Matt Coyle's book, which I've been trying to, I had been yeah. trying to read the last 60 pages of. Dude, no, it's funny. You were telling me about that book for an extra 10 minutes. Otherwise you would have been in the car 10 minutes earlier. Oh, I would have avoided it. Then. That's what I'm saying. Oh no, I when might've we hit walked, the sofa. No, I'm, I'm saying, well, maybe, but when we were talking, usually yeah. we talk, you, you walk out the door and then you stop me and yeah. then you start telling me about the book. Mm -hmm. I would have blamed Matt Coyle. Um, if you would have died. Uh, yeah, the whole thing is, uh, it, go ahead, finish, well, finish what you're going to say and I'll, I'll go so over what I said, what happened to me. My, uh, my phone blows up. I'm in Kaiser until, uh, four o'clock in the morning. I get home, right? My kids call me an hour later. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. I was like, well, uh, it was fine until the phone rang, but <laughs> Um, Jesus. Well, goddamn! I'm asleep for. They know what's going on. Yeah, but they're freaked out. They were. And so, did Vita stay with you, or she go home? I sent her home because okay. she's working the next day. Uh, I'm just. I'm glad you bring her up too. Um, but I got so many messages from friends that reached out the whole thing, right? And it's incredible. But one of the people that worked out, one of the people reached out was our boy Paul. Yeah. And you know, Paul sent me a message. Paul said, dude, if you need a car, you got mine. Yeah, it smells like weed. It doesn't matter. 
It'll ease the pain. Do you understand? I'm fucking jacked up. And he goes, uh, he goes, I'll just borrow Megan's car. And he's like. Very nice. And you just go. That's Paul a- is a really good dude, man. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, that- we, everyone knows we like Paul and Steve a lot. And, and but, Paul is a really good dude. But you just see different shit. But the thing was, like, you and I have a very twisted yeah. uh, sense of humor. Uh, my ex-wife was great and has been great for five days and did everything. And we were laughing about it on Thursday. I texted her and I said, hey, I just want to say thanks again. Right. I'm all jacked up on painkillers and everything else and she goes oh this is great i'm milking it completely and i go what do you mean she goes oh my god my friends are calling me do you need coffee do you need lunch so she goes yeah i think i'm gonna come out of this thing really really well and i go have any of them mentioned me she goes oh a couple of them did for sure they're glad to hear you doing all right so i'm like i don't know like they understand i was the one in the car right she goes i think so yeah but she was the one inconvenienced (laughs) <laughs> completely like you're going to get your ex-husband at 11 o'clock at night bring him to kaiser um just amazing and and just one other one too like my company right like yeah. i talk about upper deck all the time this fucking upper deck is just the greatest they sent dinner for my family oh, that's they, cool. and they're just uh yeah insanely lucky so i appreciate everybody who reached out and and you really um yeah, I was all fired up to come in and do this show, and then I was told by a couple of people, look, the idea that you may have been afoot either way from checking out, we don't really find funny. And you go, all right. It's not that they don't like yeah. the show. They're just like, it, it's. I, I think they feel like it'd be disrespectful to their feelings, so I get it. Yeah. It, it, so anyway, I walk. you and I walk out. Um, we were talking about Matt Coyle. You leave. Yeah. I come back. I upload the show. Yeah. And I get done uploading the show. It doesn't take long. Walk in the house, literally just sit down on the couch in front of the TV because everyone in the house is, is sleeping. And yeah. um, I'm like, the phone starts ringing. My phone. Yeah. It's not you. If anyone calls me at the time, it's usually you. Yeah. And then, um, and I don't recognize the number. And I go, well, I'm going to answer. Usually, I, honestly, I never answer numbers. No. I don't know. Yeah. And all I hear is, hey, it's Jack. My dad was just in a car accident. And it's Jeff's son calling me. And as Jeff said on the show last week, he just got a phone. Yeah. But you told him you gave him my number. Yeah. And so uh, I was like, what? Like, it, it, you know, I was, uh, just talk to him. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, I just like, saw him. Like, it didn't make any sense. And I mean, for the process in my head. And his next question to me was, do you know where he might be? And I'm like, and like I'm, wait a second. Let's go back here. Like, yeah. you just said he was in an accident. I literally just talked to him. And where he might be and i go he's either on one of three freeways yeah and then he goes my mom's gonna go look for him and i go i'll go look for him and he goes no my mom has it and um i was like okay and then i call you no yeah. answer yeah then um then i'm like shit i thought maybe your your phone was broken whatever he, he dropped something like you couldn't find your keys and then he um then you called me back told me you were in an accident right afterwards and I was like, I was surprised, not surprised you called Vita, but surprised you called her knowing how close I was, Yeah, you know, distance wise. So then um, I had text Jack and I said, hey, man, I just talked to your dad. He's doing really good. Don't worry. Because I know if yeah. you're a kid, oh, you're yeah. freaking out. Yeah. You know, he's, he's in an accident. It's dark outside. He doesn't know. I don't know what's going through your son's head. I just don't want him freaking out. So I said, he's all good. Um, and then he texts me like, you know, 30 minutes later. 
hey, I think I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> and I was like, all right, if anything happens, I'll let you know if I hear yeah. anything. And I go, you let me know if you hear anything too. He goes, okay. And then that was it. But yeah, when he called me and said, do you know where my dad is? Dude, that was a horrible call. Yeah. It's, uh, you know? Well, my son Cade, uh, their mom is like, I'm telling her, like, hey, this is where I am. And the thing is, look, man, I, I repoed cars for years. I know what happens when cars get towed, right? No matter what the fuck you have in your car. And I found it hysterical because these dudes were working for me. Oh, you got a sweatshirt in there? Yeah. It's like when Putty's selling Seinfeld the car, right? Oh, it's a $27 storage fee each day for his sweatshirt. I would just fucking roll. But I'm like, well, I'm not paying a fucking $27 storage fee for my son's Pro Wrestling Illustrated, right? So I had I had work shit, I had show shit, I had everything. So I had said to her, look, I'm all down with going to Kaiser. I just want all my shit into her car yeah. so she could take care of it. Guys from the tow yard were great. But again, when I go check out my car, storage fees all over the place, yeah. right? It's just how they work. It's across the board. But... um so I called her and I'm like, hey, I just got fucking smoked on the 54. And she comes down. She's great. Right? It's 10, 15 at night. She's making phone calls on my behalf before she even gets there. She goes, hey, I got this done, this done, this done. We're good. We're good, which is cool, right? And then uh, so she she's taking me. The CHP's like, look, you're going to the emergency room, right? I go, yeah, Chula Vista Fire. God, I love those guys. We're so cool. Listen, this is what we're telling you. We can't force you. I go, I'm going. I got it. And uh, so I get in the car, and we're kind of watching my car get towed away. And she goes, hey, can I tell you a story about your kid? And I go, yeah. She goes, uh, I'm grabbing my keys, and I'm freaked out. And But she goes, you sounded good. And... Uh, she goes, Cade's putting his shoes on. And I go, hey, what's up? Well, you're not going down there alone. <laughs> and she goes, you got school in the morning. Well, you got to work in the morning. I was like, these goddamn kids are nuts, <laughs> right? But they uh, they were great, man. And that's the thing, Dave. That's the thing. Why cool. it bothered my sons. And like I said, I talk about a friend of mine in Toronto quite a bit who's meant a lot to me during some very difficult times the last couple of years and often on those calls it's really lighthearted and just different things going on and and it's nice right it's a nice break at the end and she said to me when I talked to her she's a doctor so she walked me through a lot of things on Thursday that I need to do right where you at on Friday fuck man my head's like splitting and so Friday, I hadn't actually talked to her again. I talked to her like, I think we got down here at 7.30. I think I hung up with her at like 7.15 that night. And she said, uh, I hope I'm not getting in trouble for this, right? Like I'm talking out of school. But we're talking and I'm kind of running through everything. And it's a very it's a mellow call. And I know what's going on. And she goes, do you know what you said at the end of that call? And I was like, oh, shit, right? I'm like, I don't know. Did I say something dumb? She's like, no. She's like, actually, do you remember what I said to you at the end of the call? And I go, did you love me? <laughs> and she goes, uh, I did. 
She goes, that's the last thing I said to you. She goes, do you remember what you said back? I go, well, I better fucking said I love you too or I'm dead man walking. She goes, no, you did. And she said it's it was pretty crazy to think, man, that could have been it. Yeah. So out of respect for her, Vita, Jack, Cade, the whole thing. Like, yeah, I'm incredibly aware because 17 different first responders have told me, hey, dude, that could have been the end. And, yeah. uh, and I'm aware of I've it. And, it. And whether it was... Erica or Jake or Cheech or, or whoever else, I'm incredibly grateful to them yeah. because, yes, there was – you'll never convince me or anybody that cares about me that that was anything but divine intervention. So, uh, yeah, it was a crazy show, and uh, I'm glad to be back. Yeah, I'm glad you're here. So, yeah, me too. So if um, – all right, okay, so what? it's weird. We're just talking about you getting a new car. Well, and that's the other thing. I want to I wanna hype this up too. I, I'm glad you bring this up. I want to get a new car because I'm just a guy. My car's paid off, right? And and I'm like, oh, man. You know, you got money to burn. So the natural thing is, well, what should you get? Well, I'm not ready to buy a house yet. But my car, like, my wife was joking. She's like, you always take great care of your cars. That car, Dave, was in, like, I talked to my mechanic, Junior, and I sent him pictures he goes, dude, that's so funny, man. He's like, you really took good care of that car. Like, I, It's a 2015 Nissan Sentra, which is the best aluminum man can buy, versus a Ford Bronco, which is old school Americana steel. Like, we shouldn't win that. But I fuck around. I joke about well, this. All the Nissans are made in the United States, you know? Well, I, I joked about that Sentra forever, right? Because yeah. it's whatever it is. Fucking car saved my life, man. There's no doubt about it. That car, whoever designed that car, built that car, that fucking car saved my life. But yeah, it was just more that I got an itchy trigger finger. There wasn't anything wrong with that car. Yeah. So when you had said, like my buddy Aaron called me, and he's like, dude, didn't Dave just say something? I was like, yeah, at the end of the month. But I go, honestly, Aaron, I could have driven that car for another year. I could have driven that car yeah. another 18 months. I could have got another 100000 out of that car. But I was just like, hey, we when we do our Dan Williams ad, yeah. finances lined up perfect. I drive all the time. And I was like, you know what? I feel like hit the reset button while I have a little trade-in value. But it was nothing about that particular car. I love that car. And David's funny. I said to my sons yesterday, I got that car the week I, I moved out. We um, were in an accident the day CS Keys passed away. I moved out. And I bought that car and that car for the first month, um, was part of a lot of really bad days for me. That was the car I was going to leave at the border and go, go to, to Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. That was the car I was in right when give me shelter. But as bad as the first couple of months were in that car, yes. every day since has been a blast and it's been road trips and music and phone calls and that stupid I'm driving shit that came up. Dude, that drives everybody crazy. Right. But it was such a great car. Like I said to my sons, we're in Coronado yesterday. And I go, I can't believe. Like I thought, hey, I'm going to trade this car out and somebody will get a chance to drive it. And hopefully they have as much fun as we do. I go, uh, I, go I can't believe that car's dead. Like I can't fucking believe as much fun as my sons and I had in that car. Like, it really bothered me. We'll go through it, right? Whether it was motorcycles in the early days, 
And then a handful of different cars I've been through, you trade them in or change them out. You're like, all right, whatever. Dude, I'm telling you, like, it still bothers me that that car is gone. Like, I sincerely, of it came in, um, I honestly think I got it within a week of when I moved out of the house. Yeah. And it was, anybody who knows those shows, you remember how bad shit was for me at that time. And yeah, I mean, often just to, to clear my head, I would just drive that car and fucking listen to music and try to figure shit out. Shit, I was jacked up on Lexapro driving that fucking thing around for the first couple of months I had it. Thankfully, those days are over. And uh, But I've been through a lot on that thing. Yeah, you go, shit, man. It sucked. So... Yeah, I will be uh, in the market for a new car, but it, I, I, I strongly, strongly endorse Nissan and the Sentra because that fucking car treated me great. Treated me great. Have you, so how does it work with the insurance company? How long do you have to look to buy a new car? Hmm. Listen, man, I, I'll hype people that treat you great. Wawanisa treats me so nice. They called me on uh, Thursday. Like, I had filed my deal. They call me Thursday, and as I'm talking to the guy, Enterprise Rent-A-Car's on the other side. Cool. And so they put me right. So they're working through some things, and Wawanese's, you know, treating me great. San Diego company, and uh, they've been awesome. So I don't know. I'm just, communication's been really, really strong, and they're like, listen, we got you covered. Get healthy. Cool. Uh, which is still a little bit of what we're trying to get done over the Good. next few days. And they're like, we got you covered. So I've been with them 23 years. So, yeah, when you need them, man, those guys are uh, solid. So I, I think within, like, I would think by the time I get down here next week, I should be in a new car. Cool. But um, I don't know. I'm and just then gonna... they drop you because you've had two accidents. Yeah, the they're like, get the years. fuck out of here, Al Unser Jr. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they were great, man. I mean, I you just walk them through everything and yeah. – uh, but I, I just, yeah, it's crazy. But I just. It is crazy. Yeah. Very, very, very thankful, man, for everybody, Dave, that that checked in and was cool and so many nice messages. It was great. Yeah. I don't think I've ever experienced anything like that in my life where you just talk to someone and within 10 minutes, yeah. there's a phone call. That person was in an accident. Very, yeah. Very strange. Wild, right? Yeah. Very oh, well, strange. It just, it was that whole feeling of too many things being zen. And, and, uh, my son, Jack told me Thursday, he's like, Hey, you know what? Uh, maybe we cut the talk of, Hey, you need a new car. <laughs> Cause he goes, I feel like you did this when the Accord got hit. He goes, I feel like you started telling me, you know what? I need a new car. And then, uh, we're up in Oceanside and I'm in the car. We get totaled. <laughs> and then he's like, uh, Pretty sure you've been telling people recently you need a new yeah, car. Sure how about did. how about maybe you cut down on the chit chat? He said. Oh my god. Yeah. You know, I remember when my my sister was in school. They had it was it was she was in a class. I don't remember the class she was in. This was when she was at the University of Alabama. They had a psychic come in, mm. and the lady gave basically gave everybody like what was going to happen in the next oh, year to great. everybody in the class. And this one person, she said, "I'm not going to tell your future today." Oh boy. She goes, "I'm going to write it down. I'm going to seal it in this envelope." And you're going to look at it when you get home and then call me and we'll, we'll read it together is what she's told the person in the class. This okay. is the way I remember my sister telling me. And on the way home, the person died in a car accident. God damn. Inside the envelope said, you'll never make it home. How about that one? I, 
I would sue the psychic. Why? <laughs> she was she was dead on. No pun intended. Yeah, I think it was. It was intended. Be better. <laughs> now, okay. How the fuck are you? So what the psychic do? Just go to Marie Callender's? Came to the yeah. Dip key lime. You aren't supposed to, you aren't supposed to fuck with things. But everyone in the class was freaked out. Everybody freaked out when they found out what was in that envelope. Oh, did they play one tin soldier ride? (laughs) I don't like that. Of course you don't like it. We're never booking a fucking psychic, I'll tell that. (laughs) I need any of that shit. (laughs) How do you do that? I guess, I don't know, right? Well, I don't know. You've seen enough Back to the Future. You can't can't fuck with things. God damn. I don't know. You know, it's... uh, you see pictures lately. I don't know if you've seen this on Twitter. People are posting pictures. It'll be like Mike Tyson fighting in like 1991. Yeah. And there'll be some guy in the crowd holding an iPhone, like filming it or oh, taking I love a picture. That. Yes. Told you time travel exists. <laughs> and you're like, you son of a bitch. You know, you someone, son of a bitch. Someone puts it in there. Does time travel exist? Uh, yeah. I love all that shit. <laughs> um, we, uh, we'll get into Padre baseball and everything going on, but just a quick thing because we have to bring this up. And I saw one guy. I finally got to the point. I won't mention the guy. I finally blocked a guy on Twitter. I just got to the point where yeah. there's just like, I don't know, right? Maybe your perspective changes. I'm like, I'm just done dealing with douchebags. And, and I have preached a day forever. Dude, just mute them out. Yeah. Because if you block them, then they win. And they I'm like, screenshot it and show everybody. I'm like, got to you. win what? Yeah. Like, you don't win shit. Like, I'm just, I'm tired of you. So I got that. And, uh, me, Dave, I think it's base. I mean, it's really you and me, Woods. I'm trying to think, who's in the hashtag sad group? Well, I, I do it to a lot of people. But, but you it's guys hysterical. Honestly, it's one of my favorite things. Well, but my favorite thing is I've taken it to a new level where it's now SAD capitalized and yeah. then it's AVE. Yeah. So it's sad, Dave, and I found that insanely yeah. creative writing. And for me, by when me. I write sad, it means yeah, suck oh, a sh- dick. You son of a bitch! <laughs> Don't tell him how the fucking sausage is made. It's supposed to mean just sad. Yeah, but because it works both ways, it's, it makes me laugh. It, well, it makes me laugh. Yeah. It's eighth grade humor. Of course, that's as good as we are. That's it. We maxed out. I said to us to, to that group today: you, me, Costa, and Woods. I'm like, we're all parents. Yes. <laughs> and we all laugh at eighth grade shit. 100%. And we laugh way too hard. When Woods wrote today, Kurt Bavakwa said we need to cut Dave Roberts out of San Diego. Nobody ever calls him on his shit. To which Steve said, I've been hammering him for three years. And Dave fucking wrote, pause. Dude, I cannot tell you that might have been the greatest tweet you've ever said i sat at my desk and i giggled like a stupid kid because it struck me so funny right eighth grade yeah right we're in mrs murphy's class and dave just made a joke that steve's been hammering dave roberts and they've been doing it for three years and he writes pause, and I'm like, why am I laughing at this shit? It struck me so funny. And just the idea that I said to Woods, like, if anybody else writes that, yeah. Steve just takes, takes it. The fact it came from you is like, fuck. <laughs> so I told him. I'm like, it's insanely stupid. It is stupid. And I'm laughing, and I'm embarrassed. I'm laughing. 
But congratulations to you guys. I don't know what it has to mean with Dave Roberts' attitude, but hey, what you guys do is great. I'm, I'm all for it. Why is Pavakwa so mad at Roberts? That well, was kind of weird. They Dave, live in the same area. I mean, dude, I mean, hold on. on. Before Dave Roberts was manager of the Dodgers, yeah, literally one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Remember, he just right. walk in at right. 1090 and and give you like a bottle of wine. Dude. It was just the nice. I mean, really, he is like one of the nicest men you'll ever meet. I get it. But there, there is something, and listen, I know you well enough where if you say anything right now, um, I'm a two-time attempted murder survivor, uh, I'll fucking throw that remote at you if you say this. <laughs> you cannot tell me, as somebody who's known you 25 years, I get that you love the Dodgers. They're your team. They've always been your team. I, by the way, put no asterisk by the 60-game championship. They won it. Every team had a fair shot at it. They're the world champions, no asterisk. That being said, knowing you as a coach, a manager, as a fan, the pettiness that they have showed in recent situations has to make you insane. I don't like when anybody acts like they run baseball. The Atlanta Braves went through it. Right. Remember that with McCann mm-hmm. and, the, and Chipper Jones and all these guys that – we know all the unwritten rules, and we know how it's supposed to be done, and you're doing it wrong. I'm not a fan of that. I didn't comment on that at all. I didn't, no. I didn't promote that. By the way, I didn't understand why Kershaw and Roberts were so mad. He got out. It wasn't yeah. like he bunted for a hit in yeah. a situation. They, he tried to do something. Yeah. didn't work. Yeah. And the lead runner got out. So I, I don't understand, and, and especially the way the Dodgers are playing. You're the yeah. last team should be talking right now. The Dodgers are 1-6 in six next inning games. They're the yeah. worst team in baseball trying to get a runner in from third base with one out or less. They're the second. They're the fourth worst team in baseball trying to get a runner in from second with uh, one out or less. And so you go, you guys aren't playing good baseball. You haven't played yeah. good baseball for a long time. You have as many losses right now right. on May 10th as you did all the last year in 60 games. Yeah. So you aren't, you aren't the team that people are looking at right now going, well, fuck, they would know. Because yeah. you don't fucking know. You're no. playing terrible baseball, and for you to sit there and give any rules at all in the way this game should be played, you're fucking nuts. And look, we've, we've had this conversation on there before, because I watched people who ham, hammer Tingler, which is ridiculous. The fact that he has the best winning percentage of any Padre manager in history it should be enough. Yeah. <clears throat> but people hammer Tingler almost every game, that he's, he's costing the team or almost cost the team this. Look, Boach and other guys have told us, the game is not run by the managers the way it used to be run. Right. It's a spreadsheet. It's a spreadsheet. The computer tells you who to play, when to play them, what relievers go in, what pinch hitters go in. Yeah. They're basically there to keep the team together as a cohesive group. Yeah. That is that is the job of a manager now. So anyone who thinks Tingler is fucking it up or Dave Roberts <laughs> yeah. fucks it up, this is the lineup they're told to put out there. And if you aren't going to play by those rules, the old guys are gone. I mean, there's a reason why... Bochi's not doing this anymore. He well, enjoyed Tony managing. La Russa is getting demolished. Just like we in said, what's going to happen? Right. We said this is not a good fit. Tony right. La Russa is old school, and he's not. He's going to push back. And Rocco Baldelli, yes. who was American League Manager of the Year two years ago, the Twins are shit right yeah. now. Like they're like you look at the power rankings today. The A's are fifth, right? Yeah. Padres are third. Uh, all these teams that were picked to be in it. Twins, nowhere to be found. Dodgers, nowhere to yeah. be found. Even Aaron Boone tells us that they make the decisions upstairs. Yeah. You know? And, and we are very have a very good relationship with the Boone family. Yeah. This is how it's run throughout baseball. So if you think anything different, you're, you're way to your fucking depth. You don't know what yeah. you're talking about. This isn't the way it's run anymore. So this is going on. And I would hope, too, that anybody who listens to this would at least say, 
uh, Palais may be the most annoying fuck in all of San Diego, yes. and I'll 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 sign off on that. Okay. I'll co-sign that. Thank you. But when his team start, what, dude? Learn to take a compliment. <laughs> fuck. Do you understand I, I, I what I've been sure. through? I wasn't sure what just happened. I'm jacked up on fucking Advil. Uh, <laughs> Advil a Mountain Dew. <laughs> Yes. You better give Dave fucking credit because it's the one thing I will 100% defend him on is when his team starts acting douchey, Dave will say, dude, my fucking team's acting yeah, douchey. 100%. No excuses. Because yeah. we do the same thing. Yeah. We we're, do the same we're thing. We're all fans. We yeah. want to see our teams play better. So that being said, yesterday, there's different shit coming out, right? I know what yesterday is. I know what yesterday is in this household. And the only thing I'm trying to do is just for a second give Dave a chance to either go, oh, fuck this guy, or <laughs> fuck, or just something, because y- you all know it. And, and I saw Dave a bunch of different messages yesterday, which struck home, which is if you are on Mother's Day and you're either a mother who has lost a child or you're a child who lost a mother, a lot of us are with you Yeah. Uh, with with love and thoughts and prayers and that's it. And in this house, we fight that void every day. And Rita tolerates Dave, Josh and me a couple of nights a week and we couldn't love her anymore. But it's like we say, I talked about this with Erica and and we talked about it with the loss. The void doesn't get any smaller. It doesn't get any bigger. It doesn't fade. It stays there. And there are certain days of the year. And unfortunately, it's different for a child than it is when a best friend passes away because for a child, it's birthdays, it's Christmas, it's Thanksgiving, it's the anniversary of the passing. And when those all fall really, really close together, yeah. it's a very, very difficult stretch of time, as you can imagine. But Father's Day and Mother's Day is a completely another level of hurt. And I get that more than anything and you just, the only thing I can try to do or anybody else does is you just, you guys know we're here. Yeah. And we'll always be here, but you can't say anything. So my only thinking yesterday. And I'm not looking for anyone to say no, anything. No, exactly. I'll be, I mean, I'll be honest with you. It's, I didn't call. I, I called my mother. I called my sister. Of course. Um, and it was because my sister's daughter graduated from college yesterday. And I called Oh, her. nice. But I and I and I called an aunt who's ninety six years old. Nice. The only time I got on the phone, I couldn't talk. People no. kept reaching out to me, and I I, I couldn't breathe. Man. No, fuck. I just couldn't talk yesterday. So that's my only thing for one second to try to give Dave just a little semblance of like, hey, here's what's going on, knowing firsthand the level of pain in this four walls. But then some fuckhead reaches out and says. And, and listen, I shouldn't even give this dick. That's all right. It happened a couple times. Oh, Dave's going to play the... the that, what is that, that was the one that pissed me off this morning. Holy shit. I yeah. tell you what, man. I tell you what. said I was going to play the sympathy card. Because uh, what happened was a person reached out and goes, Dodgers lost. Where are you? Like that. And I said, dude, you can kick me tomorrow. Yeah. I said, I saw today, that. it's Mother's Day. Today is not the day. Yeah. And um, and that guy immediately apologized. Yeah. Know, and Which is fine. And then the guy follows up with, oh, Palais going to pull the sympathy card and it's like I, I wrote back i said are you out of your mind Is yeah I, I saw it but i want to go you're your fucking mind yeah and I, that dude jeff that was the closest i've ever yeah. come to putting my address down yeah. this is my address no that i need I, i'd love for you to come over and ask me again 
It's uh, it's where I got to the man. Point. Was I pissed off? Yeah, it's David's where I finally got to the point today where you go. You know what? Guys like you can fucking win. If yeah. you feel like you won something on Twitter because you're such a fucking loser in life that you have nothing going, that that's how you get through it. Good for you. Fuck you won. But guess what? There's nobody else in the world that looks at you and goes, you want anything. Yeah. You're a miserable piece of shit. And so the guy the other day who I finally just said, you know, I'm done with this guy. He couldn't be a bigger fucking loser who's always commented on this show when we've never commented on anything in his life. What does that tell you? You're the guy that Dave talks about. You're that guy that's always worried about somebody else while you have nothing going on that any of us are excited or encouraged by. And that's the thing. And I just think, listen, man, as a group, we need to come together because I think 90% of us get it. Yeah. And Dave gets it, and it's fucking great, right? Yeah. Because, dude, I swear, the other day, you were such an idiot <laughs> when the Dodgers lose <laughs> both parts of the doubleheader. Yeah, and the it's, Cubs. And it's Bauer and Kershaw, and we're all laughing, and this fucking asshole says, hey, maybe it's tough to pitch these <laughs> with these on, and it's the World Series ring. That's a fucking great tweet. you got to go, this motherfucker... <laughs> Ravishing Rick Rude. It is so funny. And you just have, and like 20 guys got the joke. Yeah, that's it. It's a joke. It's sports. Hey, maybe it's tough to pitch with these on. And I, it strikes me so funny because, again, 90% of you get it. And we throw our beers at him, right? We put our cigarettes out as he walks to the dressing room. But then there's another 10% that fucks it up for everybody. Yeah. And it shouldn't be up to Dave or anybody else. We should just come together and go, hey, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Nobody needs your shit today, dipshit. dipshit. Yeah, I'm, I'm 100% so, with that. I, I'm, I'm with, I Mike love Costa to play was the, game. the smartest guy because Costa just said, you know what? I just block these fuckers. I don't care. Yeah. Never think about them again. Yeah. Yeah, let them know. Done. You're an yeah. idiot. You with that Ravage and Rick Rude line that you dropped, it is so funny, man. I, I got yeah. it twice last week where I was just walking and I know where you are fucking Ravage and Rick Rude. Just yelling at me. I love then, it. Oh my god, dude! But it's was, so funny, it, dude. It, it it is funny. Here's here's what cracks me up. I was not going to say the school, but I was coaching against the school a couple of weeks ago, and the coach says to me, "I had no idea who you were on Twitter." He goes, "But yeah. our JV coach says when you see Palais, tell him fuck you." And he goes, "What?" He goes, "Dave's a good guy." Fuck that. You know what he says about the pot? And he, like it <laughs> yeah. was a complete eye opener. But he gets it. But I laugh when people get that. Yeah. It, it's a joke. It's a fucking yeah. joke. It's it's show business, baby. It's a show, show business is right. Now, and, I, and look, I'm sorry that Mother's Day happened on a day when the Padres won and the Dodgers lost, and you, I didn't have yeah. fun with you guys yesterday. It just wasn't the day for me. No, we all know that. It, we yeah, all it get it. The There's day. just certain days that we take the day off, and we'll just tee him up on Monday. <laughs> Fuck it. He's up early. I got to say one other thing, and then whatever you want to do. Yeah. Ah, fuck, this hurts to say. Can we please, as a city, as a state, can we please come together and get a petition together or something that will stop phone calls to the John Contreras show? Can we please? <laughs> what the hell's going on? I'm so fucking sick of everyone. I get to my car today to lunch. Yeah. So nice to see the guys from my office. The energy's feeling good. And I get in. You know, I got to tell you, John, you know, in my day, 
You know, these guys showboated. They pick it up. They look at the ball. You know, just throw the ball across the field. Who the fuck are you, asshole? Right? What, you played at Valhalla in 68? Huh? That what we're supposed to know? Because you knew Del Crandall who just passed away? <laughs> you fucking asshole. Every one of these guys that calls... Hey, I got to tell you. If you'd have done that at USIU, I'd have told you keep walking. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Fernando Tatis. You'd have been sitting over in the corner doing unmentionable things so excited that he fucking came to USIU. <laughs> John, I got to tell you. You know, the thing about this team is maybe maybe they're just having a little too much fun. How about that one? Are you going to keep this fucker on the air, Scraby? Scraby. Oh, wait. He's not on that show. I just sit there and I go, who... Who the fuck is running that board? Braden? It's Braden. Now, come on. (laughs) I've done nothing but give you the benefit of the doubt. Why are we putting these old, miserable pricks sitting? Every guy's got a flat top, right? He's got a tattoo of a fucking silhouette of Betty Davis on his arm. (laughs) He's drinking a natty light. You know what I'm going to do right now? I'm going to put out this fucking palm oil. I'm going to fucking call coach. You know, John, I, I don't know what's with these players. We had all U.S.-born players. Guys oh, were, Jesus. Guys yeah. ran the bases. They hustled. Hey, maybe they got a little stink at the end of the night, but guess what? They came back and played tough tomorrow. These fucking assholes that we have to listen to in the afternoon. Now, listen, I know you're probably saying, why didn't you put Darren's show on? Hey, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just telling you, I sat there in this car, and I just got so angry. Shut up, you fucking asshole. Dude, the deal is... Do you hear these guys? I didn't hear it today. All I know is I look at my phone, and it just filled up. I'm like, what the fuck happened? Like, what did I miss? And then I'd see a million people writing to Kintera, at Kintera, ripping the fuck out of them. (laughs) And then they include your name and my name. Like, we're telling them to do it. I'm like, dude, hold on. Dude. We aren't, Jeff and I 100% aren't doing that. No. But, oh, my God. Every time. And I'm thinking, what is John thinking right now? Uh, these motherfuckers. These yeah, motherfuckers are getting everyone that, that fucking they know to fucking rip the fuck out of me to my boss. I, That's not what we're doing, Johnny. Their boss is in D.C. Like, the guy has nothing. I don't know what happened. I'll tell you when the show went downhill. When they made him call it. When you listen to the rejoin at. Right? And Agler says, hey, let's pause for station identification. Hi, this is John Katera from the John Katera Show. What <laughs> happened to the coach's show? What happened to coach's corner? They took away. They took away coach? Yeah, I don't like that. Oh, that's funny. Guy, he's been coach forever. He's, to the point where uh, Steve Fisher and him didn't know what was going well, on. Well, they got <laughs> they got a little bit of confused. They didn't know who was leading the dance. But that's nobody favorite. else is there. It's a top five favorite radio story. Oh, God. Hey, Coach, you're doing a great job. Well, thank you. Uh, Sorry, John, I was talking to Coach Fisher. (laughs) I fucking love Johnny Kadira. I just, I bust balls, but I fucking love the guy. I swear to God, Dave, if I was his program director, I would just, my hands would shake because I drank so much Crown Royal every day. God damn it. Did you take your calls again? God, fuck. Don't we have any fucking ice at this place? 
Brennan? Uh, it's Braden. Fuck you. <laughs> Turn the phones off. I just unplugged the cord from the wall, old school. Petey's taking that old blue Crown Royal bag, just putting it over his head and tightening right it around his neck. I'm just fucking making a sock puppet out of it. <laughs> Is this the best you can do at 12 o'clock? Yes. You don't know shit. Pour me another drink. <laughs> that's, that's, it's okay. <laughs> What I don't get about that show yeah. is why does he interview Braden every day? All the time. Every segment, every day. Why is he interviewing Braden? I don't know. And, and, <laughs> and if I'm Braden, I'm like, put my name on the fucking show. Right. I and talk Bra- more than you. And Braden will say something, right? Whatever. He makes a point. Has an opinion. Doesn't mean we all agree with it. Brings an opinion. Yeah. And then there's just this insanely long pause. Okay. <laughs> You know, Coach, I think that right now what you have with Chris Paddock is a situation where maybe he did do the right thing by saying, hey, I no longer have to be the sheriff. I just have to come out and pitch. And he talked about his brother, and maybe they just make the most out of it. Hey, it's us two against the world. It's been that way since they were little boys. It's been that way through Chris's entire run through the minor leagues. He got out strong. It was those two against the world, and now when they're struggling, it's those two, and maybe we should just understand that no matter what we say, whether we cheer them or boo them, it's not going to matter. As long as they have each other, then they feel like they're going to win. <laughs> okay. Do we have Stump the Coach coming up? You're like, what? The fuck happened right there? That kid made an impassioned speech. God damn, you show him the respect he deserves. It is so bizarre, man. You're so- <laughs> right. Brain, do you know if my pizza rolls are ready? I like those little pepperoni ones. I don't think I like the Canadian bacon. <laughs> uh, how's that fucking Braden? I just grab home. Ugh. Just listening to fucking Metallica on volume 12. <laughs> fucking good. God damn it. All right. I got to tell you, as much as you get frustrated with that show, the biggest pussy in town is fucking Elston. What? Holy fuck, dude. So Elston, the host of Crossing Streams? That's, that son of a bitch. He puts a tweet out, which I would have written, but I don't want to fucking have people freak out and burn the city down. What did he, he do? He said, as good as this Padre team is and as good as Tatis is, we can't have a shortstop who makes 50 errors a season. Well, you, which he's not, your lane, Craig. He's not wrong when he says that. No one needs a shortstop who makes 50 errors, but he, he writes it. Okay. People lost their fucking mind. Uh, Craig? Lost their shit, dude. They're so fucking mad. All right. And Craig got nervous and deletes the tweet. No. Yes, he deleted the tweet. And then I'm looking through his timeline. I'm like, where the fuck's this tweet? And I've come across just me and the boy watching the big game. And it's him and his fucking pug under his armpit. And he's wearing a fucking San Diego Loyal scarf. And they're watching TV together. I'm like the dog fuck? in the scarf. No, the dog wasn't in the scarf. Was he smoking a cigar like Triumph? No. Fuck. And I'm like, dude, you are the softest motherfucker of all time. You take your tweet down, which we actually made a point that got a response, and then you sit there and go, look at me and the boy watching the game. Like it never wearing happened. A, yeah, wearing a scarf in the living room, and I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, living room. I'm like, this is the saddest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Jesus. Get your shit together. Come on. We call you friend. We do. 
Love Elston. Fuck. He got rattled, huh? Big time. Didn't the soccer just win a championship? Yeah. Against <laughs> Ontario. One of the greatest calls of all time. What was that book that we had that used to be the audio book? Oh, yeah. The, of, and the uh, crowd goes wild? Yeah. Joe yeah. Garner. Yeah. I'm he works sure, for our agent. I'm sure Elston's in the next fucking round. Michaels and San Diego not, beats Ontario. Good night in front of nobody. Shit. <laughs> we didn't play one home game. God damn it! The Kickstarter postgame shows next. <laughs> I'm Craig Elston, and you're listening on xyz.com/sportsradio.net. Let's go to Teddy Mendenhall with the player of the game. <laughs> It's like, I like that bit until you drop my name, fucker. <laughs> That's such a good guy. All right, real quick. Yeah. Um, I got the second shot on Friday. Oh, good. How you feeling? Dude, I feel fine. How'd you feel Saturday? 100% fine. Like, no kidding. And dude, you got Moderna. Yeah, I got Moderna. Okay. How so, crazy is that? Zero side effects. Like, I was kept waiting to get God, sick. I completely forgot. You got the it's second. It's all right. One. You got a major car accident. Oh, it wasn't be. that important. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, no, but I go and I get this, this shot and, okay. um, I tell the lady who was giving me the shot cause the lady next door is the one that freaking hit me. I told you like Pulp Fiction in the, you know, in the chest when, uh, oh, yeah. when Thurman's about to die and she just stabbed me with that. Oh yeah. And so I said, okay, look, I'm, I don't want, I'm not going to name names. I'm just nodding my head, pointing right <laughs> at her. I go, this one right here got <laughs> fucking nuts. Either she doesn't like me or like men in general, but she completely <laughs> fucking stabbed me. With that needle. Our men in general. And she goes. Guy hater. She goes, I promise you. She looked just like LaDonna Harvey. It was crazy. She goes. Oh, she likes men. She goes, this will, <laughs> this will not hurt at all. The key is you got to you gotta just go slow. And she goes, you won't even feel it. And yeah. she's 100% right. I didn't feel a damn thing. So she gives me the shot. You know, you got to go sit in the, yeah, the, the wedding 15. room. Now, where were you? Where'd you get it? Kaiser. Right, right off of okay. Palm Avenue, off the 805. And so I, uh, I get the shot. It's like 11 o'clock in the morning. Okay. And the girl next to me was a woman, probably about thirty years old, and and she was a midget. Okay, and her what? Feet, yeah, and her legs didn't. I'm not making a joke. Her legs didn't like touch the ground. You know, her feet are just dangling in the chair, yeah. and she's looking at her phone. I'm looking at my phone, and I was so tempted to do the quick picture. You know what I mean? Hey, just got my second shot. Line was short, but as, as my son says all the time, hey, karma's gonna get you. It is. Jeff was just in a car accident. You want that kind of shit happening? Yeah. He makes, well, I ain't done anything. He makes stupid jokes all the you time. You fuck him. <laughs> So, I probably did. So, so. I did. I talked about the pocket urn. It was you did. You talked about the pocket urn, which upset a, yeah, upset a lot of people. Yeah, upset a lot of people. So Fuck, I think it's a good idea. So, even Dan Williams says no. He's, oh, he's a mini helmet guy. <laughs> fucking save it. Save it, Hawaii. Save it, Magnum. So 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 um Anyway, yeah, I didn't get sick. Here's the funny thing is okay. I, I pulled the – so I, I, I go to Kaiser. Then I go and I got to coach a game, and I'm waiting to get sick because I told you that umpire got sick in the middle of the game. And I'm going, man, am I sick? Like, you keep asking yeah, yourself 100, 100 times. Start being a hypochondriac. Yeah, big yeah. time. And Josh said that, dude, nothing's going to be wrong with you. Relax. If you're going to get sick, it's going to be tomorrow. It's not going to yeah, be today. Yeah, overnight. Yeah. So I go to – literally, I go to Taco Bell, and I get – Oh, Jesus. I know. I get – I get. Uh, you know, I go with like – 25 burritos and 25 soft tacos. And yeah. I'm like, this is all I'm going to eat all weekend. I'm going to eat fucking Taco Bell. I'm not Dude, going I anywhere because I'm sick. You and I bought a shitload those. of Diet Coke, yeah. uh, Diet Dr. Pepper behind you. I, when's the last time you had a Dr. Pepper? Fuck. Fucking delicious. 
<laughs> Jeff just looked over. No joke. They're like fucking 50 do- Diet Dr. Peppers on the like ground. Like we got a fucking uh, company picnic and Dave's got to bring Dallas. drinks. In Dallas. Like in no Dallas. One knows, right. <laughs> no one drinks this shit. In Dallas. It's Gary Neither Wood's was. birthday. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's Gary Wood's birthday over here at my house. <laughs> Time the Lipkin might stop by. Oh, fuck. So fucking, uh, I'm like, I'm going to talk about, and then I'm like, I'm 100% fine. Like, I'm, I'm waiting all day. So said, nothing? Did oh, you hydrate put, and do any of that shit we yeah, told you to? I took two Tylenol and drank a shitload of water. That's good. Didn't feel a damn thing. About No headaches, no nothing. I felt fine. And I, I just laughed, and I'm like, I got to eat Taco Bell like six meals in a row Dude. right now because I, I ordered it because I thought there was... I just didn't want to go out or have to worry yeah. about getting food. I just want to throw something in the microwave for 40 seconds. Dude, that is so good. Oh, my God. And, and look, Dave just said it. I don't want it lost. We had said early on that everybody had had bad issues yeah. with Moderna, yeah. and Dave's flying high. Yeah. Still dumb as shit, but yeah. fuck, he was that way before the shot. There you go. And I got the second Pfizer, cotton mouth like crazy yeah. is what I had. Cotton mouth is always funny. But it is, right? Yeah, when it's you weird. talk to somebody that's cotton mouth, they're like, what the fuck's wrong with this guy? Yeah. And so then I made, um, on that day, I think I told you, I played that song, isn't it Cotton Mouth Joe? Yeah, yeah. I played that song for my kids, and they're like, what is this? I'm like, isn't this song great? I'm going to put it on Spotify, our playlist. No, no, you're not. Like, who signed off on that? <laughs> A record executive. But, um, but my buddy had... The second Pfizer shot the other day, and he had the same thing that I had, where he was just, he hydrated, took yeah. a couple of aspirin, and just a little out of it, right? Like the the one day, now he feels great. Yeah. He's good. But I tell you, it was a big relief. As dumb it? as that sounds, yeah. and Jeff and I, you know, unfortunately had COVID, walking in the car, I was like, dude. With I, the card, right? With the card. It's uh, cool. It just, it just felt like a big relief that it was over, that so I got when, it. And I understand there might be a booster coming because all the assholes that won't get the shot are going to create a different strand but otherwise uh, i felt relieved walking in the car um when you're walking out of kaiser do they have people celebrating you yeah going in going out you know they got the you know people with the pom-poms and shit i think okay i don't know who's paying those guys i think it's cool i really do it's pretty nice i think it's cool because dave i'll tell you i think you and i would agree there's not a lot where we go all right that's fun right yeah but when you do it yeah you're like i feel like i've done my part uh, for the community, right? For my family, yeah. and for myself, and it's just—it's kind of fun. How they did? They have the cutout of Fauci in your waiting room. No, they did. There's no waiting room. I was just literally out of the car, walk straight. No, in. but I mean, when you're waiting for the 15 minutes. Oh no, um, probably on the wall. I was looking at my phone. There was yeah. a TV up and everything. I wasn't paying attention. I was dying because I did it at Cal State San Marcos. And there's like a life-size cutout of Fauci. Two feet tall. Yeah, all these yeah. people are posing with are them. Really? Yeah, it's funny. It's great. But, no, good for you, man. Good yeah. for you. No, I was uh, very pleased by that. Also, um, I, I mentioned, I, I'm going to mention this on the show because you guys, we always share everything. A couple of years ago, my sister uh, was diagnosed with cancer. Things didn't oh, yeah. look very good. So uh, I called her yesterday as she was driving to her daughter's graduation, University of Tennessee. Chris Cox would be happy. You know, university, UT yeah. guy. And she was graduating. My sister only has one kid. And I was saying, is it going to be strange, you know, going to the, this graduation? Unfortunately, she was going by herself. But her ex-husband was going to be there. And her his, her former mother-in-law was going to be there. Oh, wow. And she was a little bit nervous about that. You know, sure. She hasn't seen them since the divorce. Everything went great. 
But she told me on, she, on the way home, she called me and she said it was a great day. And she goes, I got to tell you, when I got cancer, you know, she goes, I cried right away because I thought I'm never going to see my daughter graduate yeah. college or not get married. Yeah. This was the big thing in, for my sister and her child. And so, uh, but, but yesterday was a huge day, you know, that nice. she beat cancer when they didn't think she was going to beat cancer. And then she, uh, she got to see her daughter walk. So that was, it was a big day yesterday for her. So it was really, really cool. And so as, as you guys know, cause I shared the story on there. Love that. That she, uh, she was fighting cancer. Um, doesn't, hey, doesn't, well, I mean, I guess, I guess that offsets what she did to stretch Armstrong, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I was more upset about the. The Steve Austin thing more than anything else. The st- yeah, the, she the, lost him. Right? She lost. She lost uh, Colonel Steve Austin at Rancho Park. Yeah. He gave zero fucks. Zero. <laughs> Cut the hair on Paul Stanley. I mean, my God. You know, come on, Lisa. <laughs> she okay, did. she did. I love her. She's family to me. But you know, occasionally you got to fucking check people, right? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's so funny you just used that phrase. The zero fucks. I- my mother's going through a stretch right now where she's like oh, saying fu- fuck you to everybody right yeah. now. She's uh yeah. 75 but she's like if they wrote a book around about my mom's life it would be the lady who said fuck you on the way out the door. <laughs> she is she's just on little, fire right now. And I said to my sister yesterday I go man you know the phrase zero fucks? I go it's literally our mother. Yeah. She gives zero fucks. <laughs> zero fucks. <laughs> I listen I, I have not known for 25 years. I have, I'm pretty confident I was on Lou's good side because I love yeah, Lou. Yeah, he liked you better than me. I felt like Lou and I, I felt like Lou and I were yes. strong and I loved him. I, I just fucking, the, the hand clap and the water are just <laughs> my favorite shit in the world. And, and the cop stories, the horn, like there's so much shit about Lou Palais that just goddamn struck my funny bone like nobody. I swear, I have no idea. There are days when I think I'm in with your mom, and then there's other days where I'm convinced. I'm convinced I'm on that fucking list right there. That if she no, ever goes, no, I think to, you're good right now. Right now, right now, literally, I'm, you would know. My mom will literally, if she doesn't like you, her big thing right now is walking up to your face and telling you "fuck you." I'm not joking. I get it. It's 100 well, percent what's going on right now. It's the craziest thing. When I called her on Mother's Day, I couldn't tell you how happy I was to hang up the phone yesterday and just go, "Whoo." Nothing bad happened. <laughs> well, just uh, make sure you remind her that I survived COVID and I almost died in a car accident. I'm going to milk it with her because I love her. Your mom's, <laughs> I find, hysterical, but that doesn't get me any points. If she's at the point where I'm fucking off the list, you're, if she's like, you made the list, <laughs> shit, I might not get off it. Not guy, I'm not lying. I don't want to be on that list. No joke. <laughs> no joke. Want to mention Alan Taylor, tailored made pool. So many people right now, I keep hearing all the time, they're pulling money out of their house or pulling money out of investments because they're trying to buy that pool. Yeah. There's only one person to call right now. It's Alan Taylor, tailored made pool. Someone asked me just today, hey, we forward me that number. Here's the number right now if you're listening. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Your swimming pool can be in the backyard. The pool of your dreams. What's wrong now? Because I said, you know, so many different people reached out, and it's incredibly nice, and it's humbling, right? So Alan and Amy both reach out, and Amy's like, oh, my God, that's incredibly scary. We're glad you're okay. We're thinking about you. Let us know if you need anything. I said, I appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. And I scroll down, and here's a text from Alan. Glad you're okay. Keep selling those jobs. (laughs) I go, fuck, I'll do my best. 
So goddamn it, okay? The poor guy knew. I was got fucking Jane Mansfield on the fifty four, <laughs> yeah, and uh, can you just buy a goddamn pool so my friend Al Taylor can rest easy? Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck, David struck me so funny. Hey man, it's starting to get warm out. Driving around today, even up in Carlsbad by the coast, yeah. you feel it. And I tell you what, no joke. For the last couple of days, anybody that was hanging out or laying low, yeah, if you had a gorgeous new tailor-made pool. I can't think of a better place to to rest and relax, and uh, you can do it too. Give the guys a call. Take a look at our website, DaveAndJeffShow.com. Under the sponsor page, you can see some of the insanely beautiful pools that Alan and his team have done for our neighbors. He can do them for you next. Make that call today. You'll be enjoying it tomorrow. Dan Williams is your guy you need to talk to when it comes to what you're going to do with your money. Again, we call it smart money because Dan Williams will take care of you and show you where to put it and how to take care of it. Again, don't forget on Tuesday, it's Smart Two-Minute Tuesday. You can check it out on YouTube. That's it. Dan will give you tips on what to do. It's only two minutes long. Check it out, Dan Williams, on YouTube. Also, remember, he wants to help you get out of debt, wants to help you get out of the rental market, buy a home. Begin your path to being debt-free by calling Dan Williams, 858-688-6813, Well, I'll tell you what, Dave, the last couple of days following the path of Borrow Smart, Repay Smart, it really does come in handy when you find yourself in a uh, situation you weren't quite expecting and all of a sudden now in two weeks you're going to have to start dealing with a car payment again when you haven't had one for a year, things change. But if you have done the rules of borrow smart, repay smart, yeah, it's a check you don't feel like writing, but at least you're going to be able to do it and get into a car that's right for you, car that's right for your family, or ultimately, if you don't need to buy a car, uh, then it might be getting you into that house that you've been waiting for. But you need to have your finances in order. Man, I'm telling you, just right now, trying to get an auto loan, it's competitive. The APRs that everybody is are offering are incredibly challenging, and uh, they are all competitive if your credit score deserves the number make sure you get it there give dan a call tell him dave and jeff sent you don't forget brian curry is the guy you need to talk to when it comes to finding that perfect home right now is a great time to sell your home but where are you going to move to what's next you can get the most for for your home if you call brian curry and ask him to help sell it but at the same time he can help you put you in that brand new home so many people are having a tough time on the second part make sure you call brian curry he's the guy that can put you in the neighborhood of your dreams 619-251-1588 uh i'll tell you a story when we're done about just the most fun i've had in a long time but our our time for brian is often spent talking about buying or selling just as I was laid out and beat up and looking at a couple of different things, our pal John Maffey wrote in the Union Tribune recently, high school players to watch in 2021. Yeah. And I cannot tell you how exciting it was for me to see him write about Dylan Curry, cool. Brian's son, quarterback at Poway. Uh, that, to me, just makes me incredibly happy because friends are family on this show and the Curries are, so hard. Yeah. Curry's are family. And then it was insanely driven home when Brian retweeted the video of Dylan, a sophomore in high school, that throws an absolute rope. Did you see that, Dave? Yes. I mean, I don't know. Is that 50 yards? I mean, it felt like 40, he, 50 yards. He's really good, man. Whew. He's really good. And uh, I saw that, and it just made me so incredibly excited. So Friday... Uh, 
I'm driving and I got a bunch of different things that I'm trying to put out, right? Insurance companies calling. Uh, my girl in Toronto's calling. There's a bunch of different things and lawyers and insurance, the whole thing. And I see uh, a phone number coming in that I don't recognize the 619 number. Well, I don't know. It could be insurance, car lot that I'm working with, a lot of different things. So I said to Joe, let me call you back. I got to take this. So I take this call and this guy says, hey, is this Jeffrey? Now, right there I go, okay, I'm already in a bad mood. Yeah. Uh, and I'm a little, you know, a little loopy yeah. since 36 hours earlier. I got fucking smashed. I got to hear this follow up. And I go, who's this? Hey, Jeffrey, uh, we're looking for properties in La Mesa. I go, who the fuck told you to call me? Ho, ho, ho. I go, hey, fuck you. I go, who the fuck is this? Dave, I screamed at this guy like I have not screamed at anybody in 20 years. I've felt, never felt yelled good. at my kids like this. It was great. <laughs> he goes, hey, 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 as a homeowner, you're on public records. I go, I got it, asshole. What else do you got for me? He goes, well, a lot of people are buying houses in La Mesa. I go, hey, I know it was in a major car accident two nights ago. Did I put my fucking house for sale? Did I list my fucking house? He goes, no, there's people that are selling. I go, so you think, I go, let me fucking ask you this. Let's just get me caught up to date. Dave, I'm just screaming at and this he's guy. Still, he's not hanging up? No. Oh, my God. I go, so you think right now that just some fucking dipshit calling me unsolicited, I don't know who the fuck you are, I'm going to trust you to sell my fucking house. That's what you're thinking? Hey, hey, man. Hey, don't get excited. And I told him. I go, listen. Do yourself a favor today. Look up the name Brian Curry. You know what Brian's not doing today? He's not calling people unsolicited like you, you fucking asshole. I go, you know what he's doing? He's selling fucking houses. That's my guy. Don't ever fucking call me again, you dick. <laughs> Dude, I just fucking lit this guy. And I care. Who cares, right? I mean, he could look me up. Yeah. He doesn't know this fucking show from anything. <laughs> I couldn't, and my son is like, so I'm telling my son the story. Hey, what are you doing? To you? Why? I thought you my, handled it great. My son goes, hey, he's just doing what his boss told him to do. You know what he's doing as soon as he hung up the phone? He's yeah. thinking, do I want to keep doing this job? Right. I got to do something else. I got to go somewhere else. I got to go back to fucking picking up range balls at fucking surfing turf driving range. <laughs> and fucking guys like Dave and Jeff trying to hit me with a golf ball. But don't think I didn't drop Brian Curry's name. Nice. I go, when I sell my fucking house, Brian Curry will take care of it. Okay? He's an award winner for Coldwell Banker. I just fucking tried to make <laughs> myself laugh. Then I go, take me off your fucking call list like he hadn't already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean I can't call back? He told him a fuck. I can't stand unsolicited calls. And they're always like they're doing me such a yeah. favor. Don't give less of a fuck about that asshole. <laughs> but I dropped in just for fun. I just dropped in. You know, I was in a major car accident. I was like, what? Why would he say that? <laughs> Half the fun of those goddamn calls is just saying shit yeah. for my own personal yeah. amusement while I'm still yelling at the guy. And I go, am I off this fucking call list? He goes, yeah, I'll get you off. I go, great, thanks. Have a good rest of your day. The best one you ever did was the boots. You oh, told, yeah. You told <laughs> Working at, uh, dude, my guy, Dennis Holma, 
And Costa still steals this line. Yeah. I was repoing cars. I worked for Chase Auto Finance. And we would have to go in every other Saturday and work from 8 to noon. And I worked with a guy named Dennis Holma who trained me. And I remember when I left, he, he couldn't have been a better friend. And I remember, you know, he trained me and we just laughed the whole time. And when I quit, they told him, you know, you got to pick up your game if you think you're going to be as good as Jeff. And he's <laughs> like, what? I trained that guy. So he called me. He's like, can you believe this shit? So he and I are sitting there on a Saturday uh, right across from Torrey Pines. The office is, we couldn't be more bored, right? Yeah. Now, these are all people that owe us money, haven't made a car payment in 75 days. So we're calling, trying to meet our quota. We're just going to get killed, right? Because we have like $4 million in outstanding accounts. And he and I can write off like 15 grand. So we, we're like, we got no fucking chance of finding $3.985 in three weeks. Good luck. So we're sitting there. The Saturday, we're just getting answering machines, disconnected lines. So I finally get this guy. Hey, I'm calling for Ray. Uh, Ray's not here. Oh, is that right? Ray's not there, right? And I hear him right on the other side of the wall. And he just starts, he starts laughing. I go, all right, listen. You tell Ray... Return my call, or I'm going to come over there, and I got a size four boot with his name on it. And the guy said, what? And I said, I thought I was pretty clear. And my boy Homa is just fucking crying in his queue. And I go, I'll say this one more time. You tell Ray to pick up the phone. And I don't think this is part of FD, you know, Fair Debt Collection Act. I don't think you can technically threaten to come kick somebody's ass. But I said, I'm going to come over there. And I'm going to put one of these size four boots I got on right up. You know, I'm going to kick Ray right in the ass with it. And guys like, okay. And Homa is just dead. <laughs> so that was 2003. For 18 years, he and I will, will text yeah. back and forth. And he's like, you better shut your mouth or I'm going to take my size four boot. He's like, that's the stupidest fucking line you've Dude, ever said. Dude, it's such said. a funny-ass line. Yeah, no, go, there are two lines he had that fucking make me laugh. But that one. Yeah, like my told, little tiny foot. Yeah. And I'm going to kick yeah, you're your You're going to beat the fuck out of anybody with a size four. Like, how big are you? And then, uh, <laughs> so you told the story in 2007 on Free FM. Yeah. It's my favorite thing that we have. I haven't even given you the other side. Someone sent us a pair of cowboy boots. Size four. Yes. One says Dave, one says Jeff on it. I got both of them in my office. Oh, fuck. I need that back. I know. You want, that? We want yours back that says Jeff? I, I, absolutely. It's my, it is literally my favorite thing we've ever gotten. It yeah. is so fucking funny to me it, that we have a si- size four cowboy boots. Oh, I want it. I fucking it, it, want it. It is, it is great. Um, yeah. The line that made me laugh, this is when you and I first started working together. You had, you, we, were doing, um, we were doing fill-ins, we were doing weekends, we were doing nights, whenever Every we day. could get. But you also had a full-time job. Mm. Do you remember? You had a full-time job, whatever the fuck you were doing. Where was I? Uh... I don't know where the hell you were. All I know is... At KFMB? Yeah, we were at KFMB. This oh, is I, like... was at, uh, I was working for Everin Securities okay. in uh, One America Plaza, trying to get to Series 7. And the guy who was your neighbor started giving you shit. Oh, yeah. No, and... he kept playing his, uh, his radio too loud. Oh, too loud. <laughs> he was playing the radio too mm-hmm. loud. And Jeff tells the guy... Yeah. Don't make me kick your ass in my dress shoes. Yeah, exactly what I told. 
I was uh, at a condo. Uh, we lived in La Costa. And, and, and we, every day, fuck, anybody who knows, right? If you were working in any kind of business in 97, 98, it was all the same thing. It was all mock turtlenecks. Everybody was mock turtleneck like the rock, right? Pair of khakis. And then just like you can't wear Sanooks or Jordans, right? You got to wear fucking some kind of <laughs> loafers that are most uncomfortable shit. And this guy would just play his radio every night. And dude, I'm getting up at like five, plus we're on the air. God, get no sleep at all. So I see this fucking dipshit. I'm walking out to my car and I was like, you the fucking guy playing the radio every night? And the guy's like, huh? I go, is that your fucking car? Dude. Fuck, there are neighbors here. Get your shit together. People work in this neighborhood. Yeah, and he's looking at me. I go, I swear to God, dude, you fucking have that radio on again. I'm going to come out and I'll kick your ass even with these dress shoes on. And the guy's like, what? And my my roommate's like, I don't even think that's the guy. I was like, well, fuck him. He won't play his radio either. And, uh, dude, it was so funny. I got to promote one other. Yeah. One other podcast, and they don't even do this show anymore, but it is so right up our alley. Uh, There are two guys that I like a lot. Brian Kalen, the comedian, and Brandon Schaub, the former UFC fighter. And they did this show called The Fighter and the Kid. Brandon Schaub fought on Ultimate Fighter, the whole thing. And Brian Kalen's a comedian and an actor, but he's telling everybody that he's been training in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So he keeps telling Shab, like, I can hang with you. And he's like, you can't fucking hang with me. You're fucking, you've been talking tough to your actor friends again. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. And dude, Shab is a legit UFC heavyweight who's like 6'4", 235. Brad Kalen looks like he's about 5'9", 160 pounds, right? And dude, Chris uh, D'Elia, remember that dude we had him on? Yeah. He's on one show. There's about 20 of these fucking clips that are on YouTube. I swear to God, Dave, it's so funny. Because uh, Brian Callen's talking about how he was in the movie Warrior. And they go, the fuck role were you in Warrior? Right? The Tom Hardy movie yeah. with uh, Nick Nolte, like an MMA movie. And he's like, oh, I was, you know, I was kind of the Joe Rogan guy there. And fucking Chris D'Elia goes, Joe Rogan or Joe Rogan's accountant? Right? Just shreds them. But there are so many funny clips that I think every one of us should watch and be aware of. Is that there's a major difference between guys that fucking get in fights at liquor stores and guys that actually legitimately fight. Yes. And Brian Kalen represents all of us, the guys who got in fights at liquor stores. And Brandon Schaub represents every guy that can actually fight. And Kalen goes right in, and Shab just ragdolls him, and he just starts screaming. Ay, 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 ay. He taps out. I think I was doing pretty good there. And Shab's like, "You didn't do shit. I kick your ass." <laughs> but Dave, they're so funny. I will find a couple and retweet them out. But both of these guys, and unfortunately, I think there were some allegations about Brian Kalen, and the oh, show's sure. no longer on. But you love all that shit, yeah. like where it's just one guy. And Joe Rogan's like telling him. You're not tough. You hang around with your actor friends and you talk tough. 
you're not tough. Shut up. And it's just like, I, so when I was sitting there thinking about telling guys we're going to beat them up, I'm flashing back and thinking how Brandon Schaub would ragdoll me or ragdoll you. And so, yeah, it's easy to yell at guys in our dress shoes, but in the street, stay quiet so you don't get beat up. Hey, finally, I want to mention uh, Kyle Fluger. Kyle Fluger's the guy that can help you out with that brand new website. If it is a brand new website, look, if you didn't go to Kyle, more than likely it's not going to work the way you want to use it. Kyle understands. He works with a ton of businesses. He knows what pops, what doesn't work at all. If you need a website that needs to be fixed, redone, Kyle's your guy. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. You're seeing it, man. E-commerce continues to be the way it goes. So many people moving forward, as much as we all love going to the local mom and pop, a beautiful story on uh, 10 News over the weekend, how Warwick books, Jack McCrory stood up. uh, Remember Jack McCrory ran the Padres for a while, city manager? Dude, Warwick's, which has been in La Jolla, downtown bookstore, for over 100 years, they were going to get kicked out because the building was going to be sold. And Jack and the owner and a handful of other people put together $8.5 million, bought the building, and Warwick's is staying. And you go, well, that's great. But uh, there are a lot of companies that don't have that ability and are just getting out, don't want to deal with rent or social distancing. And e-commerce is huge. So you better take a look at it. While your competitor is telling everybody 2020 was the biggest year in the 30-year history of our company, can you say the same? If you can't, you better get Kyle on the phone. All right, here we go. We'll uh, we'll wrap this up fast because we're yep. going a long time. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're going May 10th. That's today. Okay. We'll start, it's only three of them. Okay. One of them is dead. Okay. Fred Astaire. Okay. We'll start with the dead one. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Uh, Fred Astaire today <laughs> would be 111. Older, 122. No shit. Yeah. Uh, $18 million. $10 million. Not bad. Yeah. All I ever knew about Fred Astaire was he's supposed to be like the greatest dancer of all time. Like yeah, I didn't know shit it. about Fred Astaire. Yeah, Fred Fred's not fighting anybody. If we if we get into a Donnie Brook, <laughs> if if shit goes down down at Moose McGillicuddy's in PB, there's not a fucking chance that Fred's pulling his. That's weight. true. He's watching the jackets. All right, this is big time money here, Bono. Oh shit! Uh, I'm gonna say Bono is. Say he's 61. Exactly right. And I'm gonna say he's 600 million. Believe it or not, that is low. 750 million dollars. Damn, dude. I like Bonham. Yeah, who doesn't? Right. Keenan Thompson, last one. Lifer on Saturday yeah. Night Live. So goddamn great. Let's say he's uh I'm gonna say he's I'm gonna say he's 40. 43. Okay. I don't think they make a lot of money, so I'm going to say he's worth $14 million. Really close, $13 million. I love that, That's dude. really impressive. Okay. Five random questions here. Here we go. Let's go. Since you love to read, what book have you read that you wish they would turn into a movie? Oh, I like that. Uh, I like that a lot. Um, I think they are. Oh, I'll give you a good one. Uh, Matt Coyle's latest book, Last Redemption, Finally finished it. Just absolutely outstanding. Uh, couldn't be more proud for Matt. He, that's his eighth book. I think it's the best one. Coming out in November. Start with yesterday's Echo and work your way up. But this one is great. Uh, Don Winslow, who I've been a huge fan of for a long, long time, did the nicest thing. I haven't talked to Don in 18 months. Yeah, he, he sent, said he big-timed you. Yeah, he sent me a Because I was trying to get uh, Ted wanted to meet him. Yeah, that's right. 
Uh, Don sends me a message the other day out of the blue. He goes, hey, I've got a book you need to read. Give me your address. FedEx is me a book called Flying. Dave, tell me about this. I know you're not a big reader. The girl who wrote it, TJ Newman, is a former flight attendant for Virgin Airlines. She pitched this book to 41 different agents. They all told her no. The 42nd agent she pitched it to, my former high school classmate, Shane Salerno, Don's agent, said, I fucking love it. Not only picked it up, but it's being made into a Columbia Columbia movie. Here's the premise of the movie. Uh, Pilot gets on a flight. It's you and 148 other passengers. Pilot gets a message shortly after takeoff. We have kidnapped your family. They all die unless you crash the plane and you kill everybody on board. Which means you're dead, too. Yep, you're dead, too. And it's the story of what this pilot does over the course of the flight, written by, like I said, T.J. Newman, worked in a bookstore, became a flight attendant, had an idea for this book, said to a pilot, all right, this is my scenario. Help me walk through it. And uh, insane. Coolest thing. But Don wrote a book. This has got to be 20 years ago, called The Dawn Patrol. And it's about a guy named Boone Daniels, a PD, who lives in the little, uh, I think they're motels, just kind of like bungalows at the end of Crystal Pier. And it's just a murder mystery that takes place in San Diego. But it's got a great sidebar of characters. Don's movies about the cartel, Power of the Dog, Cartel and the Border. Those are all going to be on FX within the next 18 months. But while I'm incredibly excited for that one, I wish they did that uh, yeah. because it'd be San Diego. I think we'd all dig it. What about you? You know what? I've never thought about it, about a book that I wish they would uh, make into a movie. You got you to gotta give me time. I'm trying to think. Um, like I'm reading uh, John Sanford right now, yeah. Lucas Davenport, which all take yeah. place in Minneapolis. John Sanford told us that he always pictured Pat Riley as kind of the guy, right? Yeah. And so is a cop who kind of bends things to make it happen. And when they made the movies, they had Eric LaSalle one time. You're like, what? And then they had Mark Harmon, another guy. We go, I mean, movies can get, movies can yeah. fuck up books. Jack Reacher uh, is always this guy that's uh, Lee Child writes, and he's 6'5, nose busted, right? Always getting in fights in the street. Kind of feels like a, a Dolph Lundgren, like Dolph today, not yeah. big buff Dolph Lundgren. When they made the Jack Reacher movies, they put Tom Cruise in it. Like, yeah. this fucking guy's a shrimp. <laughs> What's last we called somebody a shrimp? Just now. <laughs> uh, but I'll, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, Coil. I'd love the Rick Cahill books because those are great. It's so fucking funny, man. He is, I tell you, Matt's great thing. Is he writes throwaway little one-liners that are so goddamn funny. That's good. And we have a bunch of those that. dropped in this show. He's he's really, really good at it. Last redemption. All right, here we go. What athletic activity would you recommend for a child? Oh, uh, ice skating. Really? Yeah, I think ice skating's great because it's incredibly fun. Uh it's great for your cardio, right? Your legs are getting a workout, and it's kinda it's kind of fun. Like skating around, doing all that stuff. With your buddies, it's just cool. There's something cool about putting the blades on. Yeah. Right? You kind of feel like a little bit, right? You put the foil on like the Hanson Brothers. <laughs> but, um, I mean, swimming's cool, but you're not going to drown on the ice rink. 
Uh, I don't know how many kids running, riding bikes, the whole thing. But I would say ice skating. If you're a parent, get your kids out skating at an early. My kids love it. You know man. what made me ask this question was I was thinking when when your wife was pregnant with the boys, mm-hmm. um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. You kept oh, talking about. Oh, that's another great one. Did they ever do it? They have not. We still talked about doing it now because their bodies have matured a little yeah. bit. When you're young like that, it can be kind of tough because you're a little bit like Gumby. Yeah. Um, my my buddy Clark Gracie is a member of the Gracie family, the historic. And Clark has, I know his actual place. I haven't talked to him in a long time. He was a clinch gear guy. I know he had a gym in La Jolla. I mean, there's a bunch of different ones. Check it out. Yeah, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Dave, is an amazing call because it teaches you self-defense, uh, but at the same time teaches you self-discipline. So they haven't done it yet. Also, because I'm out of the house, so it's a little bit tougher. But, yeah, I would love to see them get into that. That's another great one. All right. If you could change lives with someone, who would it be? I like that. If I could change lives with somebody. Oh, I think we've done this one. But I like it. I would change lives with Charlie Watts, the drummer of the Rolling Stones. Really? I can't think of, of a cooler... Just a fucking cooler dude on the planet. I love Charlie Watts. Who would you change How old is with? Charlie Watts now? Well, I, I mean, I would want to change with Charlie when he went through. Yeah, like lived his whole life. I think now he's almost 80. But he fucking looks amazing and plays his ass off. Who would you change with? You know what? I the first thing that came to my mind was LeBron. You know? <laughs> Dusty Rhodes? It's... <laughs> <laughs> as my uh, as I was telling my wife about LeBron, I go talk about calling your shot. He had tattooed the chosen one yeah. across the back about across his back when he was young, and I was yeah. like, this fucking guy like called his shot. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, honestly, I I think the more I think about it, I think it would be Mookie Betts. Oh, I like that one. And just because I always said if I, if if I was lucky enough to be in a position of a pro athlete, I would, I think in my mind I would do it like Mookie. Where he's very charitable, you know. Yeah. Um. I, th- I think it would be Mookie. Would be my guy. Uh, if you could change or Johnny Sins, I don't know. Yeah, Johnny Sins has lived a good life. <laughs> lived a good life. Um, is there a play-by-play guy you change spots with? Would you change spots with Joe Buck? <sighs> Calling NFL and baseball. Joe Buck has a good one. Um, it's funny. I was talking to kids on my high school baseball team today. They were talking about everybody plays MLB the show. Yeah, it's great. And I was saying, Vaskerson's a friend of mine. And they yeah. were like, really? And I go, yeah. And we started talking. They go, you know, man, he fucking gets on our nerves. And I said, what are you talking about? When I'm not doing well. Yeah. Oh, dude. Uh, and he popped up again to second base. Well, fuck you. Dude. They, they get all upset. The, those guys are so true. They hate DeRosa. They hate Plezak. So, and they dude. go, but when you aren't playing well, Vaskerson's the last guy you want to hear They're from. They're unbelievable. And none I, of them knew that Matt Vaskerson was a broadcaster for the Padres. Oh, yeah. No, Is that funny? Not. I yeah. mean, because that was 04. Yeah. And 17 these, years ago. These kids were all born around that time. Dude, anybody who plays MLB The Show, my sons will sign off on that completely. I know. I got it. Okay? I'm in a little bit of a slump. Boy, he's struggling. Yeah. It is really funny. Yeah. Let's see <laughs> the, the guy the, who the, sucks. Oh, they get so pissed. As much as I love Grant, I get mad at Grant when he points out obvious things where things aren't going well. Would you change you with know? Orsillo? <sighs> God dang, that means I got to sit with Mark every day. Oh, um, boy. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it, it, those guys have such a great time. I do such a good job. Um, all right, here we go. We really don't get to pick our favorite teams. They're usually mm-hmm. obviously passed down to us from somebody. Mm-hmm. What team do you wish was passed down to you? 
Oh, I like that a lot. Um, oh, I got to think about that. I mean, I chose the Raiders. Yeah. I chose the Kings. I mean, I kind of fell into the pods moving here. Um, the Wolves I chose for no fucking apparent reason. Well, you're from Minnesota. I understand. Yeah. Um, oh, I like that, Dave. I got to think about that. You know, maybe, I, I mean, any team. Oh, I'll give you one. I got my team. I okay. was going to say any team with an established history, a true passionate history fan base, right? Yeah. And I look and I go, well, Lakers are cool. Celtics are cool. You know, the Bulls are cool, right? But not really any of my thing. Yankees, Red Sox, you go, whatever. Dodgers, okay, fine. None of that. Uh, football, I mean, I, it's pretty fun being a Raiders fan. I've enjoyed that, fan. so I can't. I, I couldn't be a Cowboys fan. The only so, one I could think of the NFL was Steelers. Yeah, that could be okay. But then I went to the NHL. I know you're. I know you're going to go. And I love being North. a Kings fan. Okay, but I would say it's one. Down to, hold on, before you answer, in my head, it's down to one or two teams. All right, I'll tell you, it's not the one you're thinking, but uh, that uh, one's number two. Do you want uh, me to tell you who I'm thinking? Yeah, Maple Leafs. They would be number two. Oh, really? Okay. Because yeah. uh, I was about to say, you should have picked the Canadians. That's who I had. Okay. <laughs> number one. Number one. Dude, that I would had, be I it. I had this. I was like, this yeah. is... I said, I'll be so pissed at Jeff if he doesn't go with the championships. 100%. And the other thing being, Dave, is there's something... I was lucky enough to go to Bell Center a couple of years ago, and you walk through there and you see, I mean, just an insane... Where the Canadians now play. Then the Montreal Forum, I mentioned this, they've turned into a shopping mall, but it's still a tribute to the Canadians. And then at the Hockey Hall of Fame in Toronto, you walk in and it is a complete reconstruction of the Canadians' room. And you wonder why they call it hockey, hey, put the sweater on, because they played in sweaters. And you go and there's Boom Boom Jeffrey on, Larry Robinson, right? And you go, uh, God, Guy Lafleur, Ken Dryden, uh, the Richard brothers, and you just, Jean Bellevue, and you're seeing all these guys, and you're like, holy shit. Like, it's really, yeah. it's really special that when you're a kid, they fucked the Padre, or uh, fucked the Kings, Kings in 93, and then I met Serge Savard, yeah. and loved it. They would, uh, 100%. Oh, good. I'm glad you picked the right one. I yeah, would have if you picked Maple Leafs. Don't let the, uh, don't let my girl in Toronto hear you, but I, <laughs> I would not take the Buffalo Bills. Uh, the Leafs would be a close second, but it 100% would be the Habs. The reason I didn't want you to pick the Leafs is because I'm like, you'd be stuck in the same situation you're in now, where you, you love but, the team to death, but they yeah. don't want championships or don't win championships. Yeah, but uh, being a, yeah, if I was born in as a Habs fan, yeah. really cool. Great colors, great tradition. Yes. Never changed their uniforms. Nope. Yeah. Who would you be? Um, to be honest with you, I would say I've been lucky where I've gotten some yeah. really good teams. Um, I was thinking Steelers were kind of a cool fan base. Packers are kind of a cool fan base. Um, just because I watch teams that come to play the Chargers all the time and yeah. watch them fill it up. I, there's something about the Rooney family and what yeah. the Steelers have done. You go fine. But you hit it right on the head. It is fun being a Raider fan. Yeah, it, 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 the Raiders are always one of those relevant teams, even when they aren't good. People know the Raiders. Always yeah. know what the Raiders are doing. I, I I don't know, and I would say that the my dad, for some reason, even though he was a Dodger fan, always admired the Yankees. Yeah, always. I mean, I get if that. you say you're a Yankee fan, nobody can talk shit to you with 27 championships. No, and that's the thing too. I I think Dave, for me, when I was a kid, I loved watching those games. We always talk about when you're throwing the ball against the garage. Yeah. I, it was always the same matchup every time I pitched for both teams. Yeah. 
And it was always Rick Wise against Ed Figueroa. Yeah. It was never Gidry. It was never Louis. Really? Never the Louisiana Lightning? Uh, Yeah. It was never Louis Tiant, right? Any of those guys. That's hilarious. It's just every fucking day. It was Ed Figueroa against fucking Rick Wise. And you just sit out there for hours. (laughs) But... But unless you're born into that, man, you yeah. can't just jump can't in. Claim it. Guys of our generation, you can't no. jump in with the Yankees at 16 and no. really claim it. No way. All right, last question. Would you rather have 10 hobbies or one passion? Oh, I like that. I'd take the 10 hobbies. Really? Yeah, I like the I like the variety. Okay. Yeah, because different things. Uh, <clears throat> I have a friend of mine who's an insanely good photographer. Yeah. But she's uh, she's just not feeling it right now. But she has other things that she does that keeps her going, and she knows that she's coming back. I just think, Dave, you know how we are. You and I are a lot the same. That at some point you just kind of hit the wall on something, and you need something change. I take the ten hobbies. What would we, you do? It's a passion. For really? Me, I, yeah, I love baseball. I mean, honestly, it's my favorite thing to do. So, yeah, uh, coaching baseball, coaching kids is my favorite thing to do. Like today was one of those days where I was like, "This was the best practice we ever had." It's great. Like, right? Really had a had a great time today. And so, my wife asked me that the other day. She goes, "What's your uh, What's your favorite thing to do?" It's, it's coaching, without yeah. a doubt. It's my favorite thing to do. Where it's funny is with her. I've always said you've never. She's never had a passion for one thing. No weird, and I think it's a big thing that's missing in her life. There's yeah. not one thing that she can say she has a passion for. Yeah, no, I have a handful of those where you go, yeah, it's pretty good, but I, I couldn't, I couldn't give up nine of them yeah. to just focus on one. So, like uh, collecting stamps. Yeah, my spoons, <laughs> my mini bells, my collection of uh, cassette tapes of yeah. guys. Calling Coach's show. I just I can't see myself giving all those up. Uh, remind me when we come back on Wednesday. Hopefully we'll remember this. Two different things to bring up. Number one will be Albert Pulholtz, and then number yeah. two will be Mark Davis and the Raiders. We're a couple of weeks behind that, but we didn't really get into what Mark Davis and the Raiders did and also what Jimmy Dolan and the Rangers did. Yeah. When owners get involved and guys ultimately pay the price, but we didn't even get into pool holds today. We'll talk yeah. about it on Wednesday. Yeah, we'll, we'll knock it on Wednesday. We've already gone like an hour and 42 minutes. All right, we're out of here. All right, see you on Wednesday. Hey, uh, one thing, yeah. too. Do yourself a favor. I learned this the other day. Uh, make sure that you tell the people in your life that matter that you love them because you might not have the chance to do it tomorrow. And your airbags work. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right, we'll see you Wednesday.